Hey guys, it's Tangela. Welcome to Can I Just Say Something, a podcast where nothing is left on the table. So it's a little different this week, guys. I'm the only one left standing to do the show this week, but I have a special guest with me tonight. Say hello. I have a special guest. Okay, say hello, and then I'll introduce you. Are you editing, gonna edit this? No. Or? Okay. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> this, that is Andre, everyone. So you've heard me talk about him for well over a year of us doing this podcast. He is my fiance, my baby daddy of our two children's. And I asked him if he would be willing to join us this evening because I thought it would be quite entertaining and something different. Are you excited to be on the show? Yeah, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> All right. So... Uh, let me talk talk about where the hosts are. So Gabby was being a rich auntie and traveling the world. She went to South Africa. So when she comes back, she'll tell you about her fabulous trip. Uh, no, nah, I was going to try and do the Lion King, but I don't remember. How yeah, no. Don't do it? Okay. Nope. You're better off doing something. Coming to America or something. She's your queen. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and Ryan has a lot going on with work. And then he's going out of town. In a couple of days as well. So here I am. So let's kick it off. So Andre, normally when we start the podcast, because Andre don't listen to the podcast, y'all. <laughs> so let me tell what happens. We talk about our weekend. And then if we have any unpopular opinions, rants, or thoughts. So let's kick it off with the weekend. Okay. How was our weekend? I mean, you sold me out, but it's all good. We need selling you out. You telling all our business. Well, you telling incorrect business to the streets. That this weekend. Oh, 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 okay. Okay. So part of the weekend is a very busy entire weekend. But my good high school college friend who purchased a house in Connecticut had a game night. And so I was like, she always comes to support me coming to New York. So I had to go. So um, Andre and I went. We, you know, did a family trip to Connecticut. Thank you, Sharon, for holding out the kids. But we went to the game night. And it was fun. She has a nice house. She has a beautiful house. Absolutely. Yeah. So it was a lot of chilling in the beginning. In food. It was like a Mexican. She had a lot of Mexican food. Mexican theme situation. Yeah. Cinco de Mayo in December. Yes. Yes. That's cute. Um, and so music was playing. Everybody was vibing. It was like a mini high school reunion for me because a lot of the people still in the state we went to high school with and she's still cool with. And so I hadn't seen these people in like 20 years. Basically, because I didn't go to any of my reunions, unfortunately. So it was nice to catch up and see people and show them like, hey, I got kids now and da da da. So we were chilling for a minute and then um, nobody was really playing games. So then Andre and I started playing Connect Four. I whooped his ass about 10 times in game in on Connect Four. I let you win. You did not let me win. I You're did. horrible. It, it You're was, piss poor competitor. It was, it was pity. It was not pity. You. you don't pay attention. You're not strategic. Just tell the I truth. I am strategic. Just tell the truth. I, didn't, I was strategic. There was one time, though, I figured out a way to psych you out, and then I messed my own self up. But, you know. Since you're going to give me my props, he's a horrible player. Even one of my high school friends was like, oh, dang. Like, he didn't see that move? So then, after a while, one of her other friends, my friend's friend, was like, okay, let's play Taboo After Dark. I've, I played regular Taboo. I've never played Taboo After Dark. I think yeah, I make it. I thought you never played Taboo how you was playing. Oh, really? That's what we're doing? All right. All right. Anyway, I think I may get the game for our house, Taboo After Dark. So it was really, it was like risque things. So with Taboo, if you don't know, you have a word on a card 
that you have to give clues to your team to guess and they have words underneath it that you cannot say that will make it easy for them to guess it. Correct. Correct. Okay. <laughs> so go ahead. You tell the story. Well, Tangela, Tangela and I were on the same team for Taboo. So being on the same team means that when one of the parties is is sharing out the words or trying to get the team to guess, the other team members have to guess. I thought we would have an advantage knowing each other. No. Because you were talking about, oh, this, this, you and this. And they're like, what do you, so. Yeah, they, because. Wait, I, the other teammates were like, clearly you're talking to Tangela. Like, I'm talking to everybody when I was giving clues. You were talking directly to me. Go ahead. Exactly. Because if I'm like, listen, the word is diner. And we pass this diner every week to go to Costco. And it's across the street from but the place Michael went to school. Nope. No. But I'm like, the right. building across the street from Micah's swim school. I don't know. Home Depot? That's what I said. Yeah, and I was like, next to Home Depot. It's a diner. I figured you'd have gone. Okay. So I go should. ahead. Either way, the word that was given to us. To you. To, and you well, were doing right, the clues. I was doing the clues. The word given to me was condom. Because it's taboo after dark, so we're gay. Yep. And so there were a bunch of words that you can't use. Yep. And so... I tried to discern quickly what were the things I can say or do. So I said simply. And you were you were very uh, confident. Like, okay, thanks. I figured, yeah, because because we, we were trying to play catch up. Okay. So I said, all right, if you are like a guy going to, uh, you know, you, you, you're going you're gonna to be with the lady for the first time, right? Like you need to strap on this. She heard strap on. And I heard like a guy. And strap on. And so she is like, strap on dildo? And so, <laughs> now, now let me preference. This is a room full of majority Caribbean. And black. And Caribbean and black people. But the first thing my brethren heard was like, my you, your lady saying, like a man need a strap on? Like the woman do a strap on? So like, I, I was like, yo! I just had to drop the cards on the floor because I'm like, this is what the streets are going to be talking about. And I was saying, I heard like a man, you strap this on. And the person next to me on our team was like, I heard it too. Because I'm like, I thought he he said like a man, like a man. And they're like, that's how y'all get down. And it was like curtains. Everybody was cracking up, going crazy, running around the place. And I'm like, he said like a man. Long story less long. I'm not allowed back in the state of Connecticut. That's a Because they think... This is how rumors get started. See, this is how this is how people get scandals and, and things throw, uh, come up on like Esquire magazine in, in the section of the supermarket. See, this is how this how things happen. Whatever. Anywho, so that was the weekend, basically. I mean, yeah, that that people think that <laughs> in our sex life there's dildos there and strap-ons. There is no strap-ons or dildos in our sex life. Okay, does that make you feel better? I proclaimed it to the world. I'll let you know how I feel after. I feel, I feel you, you were okay. like, you're like, it's like putting a wound again. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I had a couple of thoughts that I wrote down from the past week. The first I will say is it came up today. So I've been trying to play Christmas music in the car when we're with the kids, shuttling them around, bringing them to school, picking them up. Cause it's Christmas time. It's December. And so I noticed like listening to the various stations on uh, satellite radio when people remake certain classic songs it pisses me off for instance you know all i want for christmas by mariah carey 
the classic, right? The number one Christmas song, right? Is that like self-proclaimed? I mean, no, that's it. They sing it like she's broken records with it. Okay. Yeah, like she, it's known. Like after Thanksgiving, she was like, "It's time for her to come." Like it's time. Like she shows a video on Instagram where the Christmas stuff. Like she's Miss Christmas. It's for real every yeah, year. Self-proclaimed. No, it's it's known <laughs> from everybody. Anywho, um, so I love that song. It's one of my favorite Christmas songs. And I heard like various groups and majority white folks, white people sing the song and it immediately makes me angry or like for instance the stevie wonder song like that's what christmas means to me you know what i'm talking about or the jackson five christmas songs and when people remake them it don't sound the same they don't got the same flavor on it and it pisses me off what about, how do you feel about it i mean i don't have a problem with christmas songs being remade i mean i just have a problem when a remake is never as good as the original like that's if you my issue yeah but it, it, i mean i feel that way about all all music, right? Like if you're gonna redo it, it gotta it gotta make sure you bring it. Otherwise, just keep that in the studio. That's how I felt as I was listening to Train, this white group sing um Trey songs? No, Train. Oh, Train. Yeah, this white group, Train. Oh okay. with the white guys. Uh, they were singing what Christmas means to me, like the CB Wonder song. And I'm like, this is trash, turn. Like, they're like a young group? No, they're like middle-aged men. They have some like good sing it? No, they were supposed to sing, hey, so sister. Oh, you know what I'm talking okay. about? Okay. Isn't that Maroon 5? No, that's the train. The train? They call it train. Like subway train? Yes. Okay. Yeah, these middle-aged white men. They have some decent songs, but whatever. Don't train re- sound like a black name, though. It's not. Okay. Don't remake these good, soulful songs that we had. Like, some, oh my God, some, who was it now? I don't, um. Soulful songs like we had. Like, This Christmas, Donny Hathaway. I'm, like oh, Christina but, okay. Aguilera remade it. It okay. don't sound I'm, good. I thought you were talking about Mariah. So I was like, we only get half of No, Mariah, but Mariah wrote that song. She created that song. Yeah. But and I'm we, talking about this Christmas, that classic Donny Hathaway song, right? Okay. That's a classic. Christina Aguilera, don't be singing it or no other nobodies. Don't be singing this Christmas. It don't it don't hit the same. I agree. I mean, but I have seen some people redo some songs and tilt it like yes i, I like joe's I, no. remake of adele song better than hers i'm talking about christmas songs stay on task i agree this with is you. task we, no we talk it's about not songs. i agree yes there's some bangers yes i like tanks um i can't make you love me the how he I redid. Think you said stay on task well I, you just said <laughs> it anywho it's the christmas songs that piss me off not the other regular songs so wait, don't mess with christmas how, how come christmas pisses you off but like a regular song doesn't piss you off not as much because maybe because christmas is one of my it's like my favorite holiday and so it's just nostalgia and i just want you to leave the good songs alone like why you got to remake it and take the soul out of it that's my point okay yeah all right well moving on another thought i've had and andre can commiserate with me on this one our son micah is a very early riser wouldn't you say? Yeah. He wakes up a good 6, 6.30 every morning. Chipper. Good morning, mommy and daddy. And wakes up his sister. And then and the, all three of us, Andre and I and Olivia, are like, what? We want to sleep more. We're not on the same wavelength, right? As Micah. No, I agree. I started thinking about that actually, too, right? Like, it it is annoying. How, well, let me, let me finish my uh, point. So this morning, it was extra early. He woke up at 5 a.m. in the morning. And we all had to be out this house. Like, I had to go to the office. 
Andre goes to the office every day anyway. We got to get kids to places. 5 a.m. is not cool when the alarm is set for 6.30. That's a whole 90 minutes of extra sleep. And I'm already been tired all week. So I'm going to tell you the thought I had this morning when he woke up at 5 a.m. and proceeded to wake up his sister because he was screaming in the room. Why? I don't know. Because nightlight is in there. I purchased nightlights so he could see a little something. I have a Christmas tree in there. So I, I unplugged the light at night. And tonight he told me, don't unplug the tree. And I told him, I will unplug the tree because you have a nightlight. Anywho, this morning, the thought that Ray put, got in my head was, if I could fight my child, I would fight him. You know he's going to hit us one day, right? Well, I didn't do it. <laughs> Did I hit him? No. We're not a, we're not a violent family. No, but I, I really, I, I know, I really but... wanted to hit my pillow like... I know, but when he's got to figure out what old folks home, he's going to put us in. He's going to remember this. I'm, daddy didn't say that, I'm son. Ha- just just remember. Money, I'm going to have my money set up. So just just remember, right. Daddy didn't say that, okay? I want the nice, plush. Andre, you don't feel the same also way? Also foam. Okay. With the nice nurses, okay? Let- you don't feel the same way when he wakes up super early in the morning and he wants no, all the things? No, he no was- not at all. Andre, just be real. <laughs> Can you be real? Can we have a real parent moment here? For my own protection. Can you... Because the, the sons will take care of their, their mother first. I, I got to make sure I got a little I got a little insurance policy. Can I'm we a, have a real parent moment here? I'm going to save this for bond? posterity. <laughs> Can we bond? Right. Yes, go ahead. But I really felt like fighting my child. That was my thought this morning. Did you not feel like that as he was up asking for all the things? Well, he was mostly asking me, can I have milk? Can I have this? Can I have that? Five o'clock in the morning. All right, when ACS comes for you. I got to be the last one here, so I'm not a good no, I'm teasing. All right. So, I mean, I do agree with you. It is annoying. I did think about it, ironically, today. I was just like, he could possibly be a, like, like he's a morning person. Like, he could be, like, the early bird riser, like, taking on the world, like, mm-hmm. the CEO that's in there at 5 o'clock, that's greeting everybody. Him. Right? Like, we got we to gotta, we gotta own that. I mean, now it's, it's annoying, annoying as fuck, but, you know. Yeah. It's very annoying. But you know, listen, this is this You don't is be parent. feeling like just just a minute. You don't be feeling like just hitting the pillow one good time. When I said the kid, I said the pillow. Yeah, I mean, I just want him to be at an age where he's like self sufficient that I like, bro, like you know where the fridge is at. Get your milk. And then you gonna turn the TV on. I mean at five o'clock in the morning, that's fine. I don't know if that's fine. I don't want him popping up when you know, like what what was the um what was what was the um the comedian? With him downstairs, no, oh, I don't. Bernie Mac. Thank you. I don't. I don't. I don't want him to be like yo. Him downstairs. I, I like. I don't. Yeah, I don't want him to be doing that. But I do want him to be a little self sufficient. Like, bro, like, give me an hour. Like, read a book. Have he some ain't milk. No book. Five o'clock in the morning. I mean, gonna do something. Walk <sighs> the dog. Warm up the car. Do something. She's gonna be up that early. Like, make make the morning routine easier. My point in in sharing this is, parents of young children. We are barely hanging on out here. It is a rough season. They are cute when they're cute, but it's rough. And uh, pray for us. <laughs> Would you say that? Yes. And son, daddy loves you. Make Whatever. sure I get the good old folks home. Whatever. With the cute nurses. All right. On that note, we're going <laughs> to take a quick break. So we'll be right back. And we're back. And thank you for joining us. So as the, uh, am I like the celebrity guest or like, what do we call it? Special this? guest. Special guest. You ain't no celebrity. That sound, that sound like the small school bus though. You expect, Andre, 
Yeah, celebrity guest. You're the special guest. Continue. I, I need to be the celebrity host that comes in when, like, the stars... Do y'all see what I deal uh, with on a daily GMA, basis? GMA or, like, you know, Trevor Noah's out and they got, like, a host that comes in. I'm, like, the SNL This may be your only appearance. <laughs> How you acting? Can you get... get what is the topic? <laughs> All right. So... Most recently in the news, for those who are either sports fans or just just like black culture junkies, a lot of controversy has been around Deion Sanders' decision to leave Jacksonville State University to take a job at uh, University of Colorado to, to coach their football team. So Jacksonville is HBCU, yep. historically black college and university, for those who don't know. Deion Sanders has been there for a year. Uh, no, I think two, three, actually. Like, this really? was his third season. Okay. Yeah. But wasn't it last year he got a top recruit and people were pissed off? That's correct. Yeah. Last year he did get a top recruit. The top recruit decided to go to HBCU instead of a uh, PWI, yeah. like, big name school for correct. football. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. And so, you know, listen, as an alumni of the Howard University, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you put the V in front of it. You know, if, if from the Howard University, uh, number one HBCU in the world. Uh, you know, I I love HBCUs and I love all things black. Like I root for all things black. And so, you know, I thought it was super dope that he decided to coach at an HBCU. And you know, historically, when we as a people could start to go to other institutions or we were accepted to go to other institutions specifically for sports, right? Like there was that drain or bleeding of, of, of black excellence in sports, leaving HBCUs and then going to these predominantly white programs, especially Mm -hmm. for things like football, Mm -hmm. right? Like you look at the NFL, I think it's like 60% of the players identify as a person of color. Only 60. I thought it would have been higher. 67. I mean, that's still a lot of players. But it's all I see is black folks when I watch the NFL games. Yeah, touche, touche. But go ahead. Um, you know, I'm. I, I mean, we could always check the stats, but it's something like sixty high seven, uh, like low seventy percent of people who identify as person color who play in the NFL professionally. And so, you know, to get seen, you want to be in programs in which you'll get, you know, air time coverage, big games, etc. So for him to decide for his first coaching gig to teach at H, uh, coach at HBCU was big, right? Like it brought a lot of resources a lot of like um you know exposure it even pushed the nfl to have a combine and for those that know the combine it's basically like a display of skills of athletes for uh uh um for teams Mm -hmm. for the nfl to start to see what you can do for the draft for the draft Mm -hmm. before the draft yep right so you know it pushed them to do it for the hbcus yep so they specifically had a combine which had never existed prior just for hbcus And so this really had... Wait, into I read, and tell me if it's true or not, didn't he donate like half his salary or his salary to the school? That part, I don't know. That's, I read that, that recently, true. yeah, because yeah. he was making like, I think they said 300000 and at University of Colorado, he's making $3 million? No, $25. 25000000 mil is the contract. No, but what? But it was like $5 million a year or $4 million a year or something? That could be right. Okay, yeah, like, I don't yeah. know what the breakdown is, but it's like $25 million, and I recently heard, I haven't check like news like publications to confirm this but i had heard that like the university doesn't even have all the money to give him right now that's why like it's being broken up in the manner that it is in hopes that they'll be able to uh, colorado yeah university of colorado oh, okay. raise the money because i mean listen he's Deion's, a big name he's a, he's a big player. name right exactly is so he hall of famer yet 
He is Hall of Famer. Yeah. 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 It's showtime. Showtime. showtime yeah. But so there's big controversy because he was talking all this stuff about HBCUs, right? Yeah. Okay. You know, so he's saying now that he is leaving the university, uh, Jacksonville, to go to Colorado because, in essence, he wants to um, he wants to highlight and promote more black coaches being hired on the collegiate levels. Could could. It could I have, be, I'm ha- I'm making a face like hmm. It could think be about that. Okay, it could be ahead. a true, like listen, we don't know what in the, in the man's mind or not, right? Mm-hmm. Like that could be a plausible, or not. Okay. The other thing he's saying is that right, like in coaching, you either are excelling and and moving to the next big opportunity, or you're dying and they're gonna get rid of you, right? Like either you're like thriving or you're dying. Mm-hmm. This is, I'm paraphrasing, but that was like the words of he gave his team, mm-hmm. and so you know. People are salty for a couple of reasons. One, he he revealed to his his team um, that he was leaving Jacksonville State University, that he was leaving right before the Victory Bowl because they won the championship for their division. Um, two. Wait, did they lose? No, they won. He did it right before the Victory Bowl and then they won? Yeah. Okay. Or sorry, they won and it was going to be the Victory Bowl mm-hmm. and he left this news out, right? But either way, right, like people felt like this was about the youth. This was about the, the young man. Like you this wasn't the time. Them. Yeah. But he, but he wanted to he wanted to set expectations of like what was happening mm-hmm. Two, he's not even going to like a winning program. You no. know, like University of Colorado. And it's know. the widest of schools. I've seen people post like they have friends who went there and transferred because it was so racist. Like there's not a lot of black people. I believe that. Which At all. You know, and I, I've been to Colorado. I've been to Denver specifically. And I actually do like it, Denver itself. But you know, I don't know about the University of Colorado itself. But I'm a, I'm a sports junkie. Um, and so, yes, I, I mean, it's not the most winning program. And so, you know, it's been big talk about this, right? Like, is he selling out? Mm-hmm. Is he selling up? Is he, you know, like, what is he doing? And I've heard a couple of things that have made me say, like, hmm. You know, like one person I heard on talk radio say, right, that why is white institutions or white things the prize, right? Mm, like, mm-hmm. like why why is not like going up maybe to a bigger HBCU like Howard, you know, right? Like why not coaching for like a, a HBCU, a bigger HBCU like the prize? Why was going to like Colorado the prize? The other thing was why why sell out, right? Like why do we constantly feel like the money is the motivation for the things that we do instead of like pouring resources into the things that we have. Why not continue to build up the things that we have? Right. Because it, it makes some valid points. While he was at Univer- Jacksonville University, obviously he was able to bring in money. He mm-hmm. was able to bring in new talent. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he could have continued to grow that program. Right. Like yeah. we know people stay at some of the institutions for 20, 30 years coaching. Right. Like yep. Nick Saban's been at Alabama after he left LSU. For forever, right? And he's grown that program. He's not going anywhere, right? Coach K, for those that like watch basketball, he stayed there till he retired and grew that program, right? At Duke. At Duke, yep. yep. So, but you know, I'm it, I'm torn on this Deion Sanders thing because I heard about it. I'm torn because I think with his reasoning that he said out loud publicly is plausible. Like, why not? Why aren't these? PWIs and bigger institutions, why don't you have coaching staff of color, head coaches of color? I can get it somewhat for the most part. 
Or maybe too, he wanted a challenge. He's going to this white ass school and he wanted a challenge. Like bring bring talent in. See what he because a coach too is you have the best talent in the world, but if you got a shitty coach, then the team is not gonna be the greatest. It has to be all the pieces, right? No, I, I agree. It's a lot of pieces, right? But let's be honest, it's a lot of things, right? Like, even though it's a PWI and the team currently sucks, it obviously has more resources than majority of of hbcus even yes. though majority of the hbcus are division one they're lower end division one mm-hmm. teams um and they're only lower division one teams because they can't compete with like a uh, uh an alabama or ohio state right or clemson or clemson mm-hmm. right but if more talent was going there if more resources were being pulled into there could they legitimately compete, right? Like, we're talking about institutions. So let's flip but, it, though. Like he said, can it not be if he does really well, then other predominantly white institutions, PWI places with the big programs, might be more apt to having, you know, a head coach who is a minority? No? You don't think I, so? I agree with that point. But again, it goes about what I heard somebody say before. Then even with that same example, we think a white institution is the prize as opposed to pouring and developing something that is ours, right? Instead of me going to support the black owned business, even though, you know, they take forever to like serve me my food or like, you know, the waitress don't, don't ever get my stuff. Right. Right. But, but that rib is, is off the hook. expensive as hell. Yeah. But the food be off the hook. You'd be like, Oh man, I got, didn't you watch a show in which they were like stuck in a time zone and they, in, in the restaurant, it was like, it was like the women's thing. Like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The black, um, oh gosh, the black women's comedy. The thing with HBO. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. black women's sketch comedy show or something yeah, like that. Yeah, where they were like stuck in the black restaurant. It was like hell, but the food was good. And they're like, we'll be back tomorrow. Right. Yeah, but so. <laughs> and they couldn't escape it. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't yes. escape it. It's that same thing. It's like, even though we we hate some of our dealings with working with our people and, and supporting. We get abused. We do. It, it, it is an abusive relationship. Yes. But. Right. Like, why do we like go? Why do we sometimes decide like I'm going to buy and support this white institution, this white business as opposed to supporting and pouring in to my own? Right. Like we live in Westchester. Right. Like some people leave the confines of their own city and go over to a much more. Whiter parts of the city Mm -hmm. uh, or, or the county and support businesses that probably don't care about us like i'm just just, i'm just saying but either way it's uh, back to the original point like we're saying white is right right like i've achieved it when i've gotten to that white institution so are you up in arms like everyone else has been about him or you're on the fence like i am i i was on the fence but i think i have picked my side and i I, I'm, i'm on the side of we as a people have to be people of our word. One, right? Like he came to the team. He he was able to bring in talent, giving the assumption or giving the presumption to parents and the, t- and the players that I'm going to be at this team. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to be able to have me as your coach, right? Like that's why you were able to snag key talent because they're like, listen, I want to, I want to, I, I want the two legs of Showtime, right? So like Showtime mm-hmm. is gone. So either I got to now get transferred out of this program into the program he's going to or another school if I want to still get that same like exposure, right? Because Jacksonville was getting a lot, a lot more coverage yeah. than they would have, right? Yeah. So that goes to my part of now, like talent is being bleeded and resources being bleeded. And I know people make the excuse as well. He brought so much stuff there, like he already helped grow it. Yeah, but let's be honest, right? Like he leaves, that's going to leave eventually yeah. too, right? Like yeah. it's not going to stay because 
unless they get another big name coach. Exactly. And that's what people are saying. Like, okay, well, maybe this is like the wave in which people who are retired NFL players Mm -hmm. or retired NBA players say like, all right, cool. Maybe I can revitalize my passion and let me get into coaching at HBCU. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We would hope that would be the case. Right. But we don't really know. The other thing that I heard, and I really agree with this too, is right. Like if you knew your, in your mind, your ultimate goal was to succeed and move into a, a predominantly white institution or a big name program, which had a lot more budget and resources, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. Why did you not cultivate someone to be your predecessor, right? Like a lot of white people prep the next person to to, to take over for them. Oh, yeah, look at Belichick. Even though, listen, don't, I don't want to hear it. I know people don't like the Patriots or whatever. Who? Don't do it. I like that's my team. What team. But Belichick has had a lot of people I under Belichick, him. But what's his team? Whatever. Uh, uh-huh. He has had a lot of people come under him who have been become head coaches for other teams, NFL teams. Correct. Even him. Who yeah. was he under? Um, what coach was that he was under? Belichick. Yes, it was a famous coach he worked for before uh, he. That I don't remember. Dang, I can't. You know, he was a Jets coach for like a little bit. Yeah, but anyhow, All like a yes, week, like a know. Belichick who has you know, help the people under him and now they've become head coaches. Yeah. So, you know, I get that point too, right? Like Deion Sanders has had a lot of uh, uh, exposure on like 60 Minutes pieces, news pieces, right? Like he's on Aflac, right? Like when he had some, maybe not the Aflac commercial, but like when he had these big interviews, why wouldn't he have like his assistant coach, somebody he was cultivating to like, if I ever leave, this is the person that you should. So you feel like he left them high and dry. I do. Left the, the, the staff and the students. And the school, right? Like high and dry because he is the one that ultimately benefits from here. And I heard people say, right, okay, cool. He's got a big name program now, which has a lot more money. Right? Like he can still support the cause, right? Like he can make sure that every time the team goes to a city that they are supporting black owned businesses, Right. Like that, because you got me as your coach, the showtime. Right. Like, I want to make sure that we use the black owned bus when we get to like this city. I want to make sure we stand at the black owned hotel. Like we patronize these black owned businesses to. Um, yeah, we, we patronize these black owned businesses, et cetera, for the team and like we'll help grow our community that way. But he could have still did that at Jacksonville. I hear you. I think at the end of the day, it's, I'm going to quote his song. He has a song? Yes, you didn't know he has a song? Deion Sanders has a song? Yes. Back in the day, you want to know what it's called? And I think it's apropos. Yeah, what's it called? Must be the money. (laughs) It's called must be the money? Yes. (laughs) Must be the money. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. That's a hook. Must be the money. And so I think that's what it was for uh, Showtime. You researched that or you knew that? I saw, I knew that and I saw it on Instagram too. They said it's, yeah, his song. Right. I'm going to double check it right now. Hold on. I'm impressed. Hold I don't know. If I'm right, it's a great segue, right? To end it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Hold on. Sorry. I knew he had a song, though. I've seen it in the past. Must be the money. I was right. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So, yes. Must be the money. All right. Yeah. Must, must be the money. All right. Well, so we're going to wrap up this episode. Thank you for joining me, Andrea. I appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Listen, you know, anytime you want to call a celebrity guest in, I'm, I'm glad here to, to accommodate. This is what I deal with every day, guys. Every day. This you have the pleasure to deal with that. I deal this, with. This, listen, to live in stardom in your own household? Anywho, hopefully you guys like the special guest. 
If you do, <laughs> let us know. Maybe he'll join some other episodes, maybe with the whole crew or one-on-one if y'all like the Tinsel and Andre show. Um, but as always, thank you for supporting us. Please continue to tell a friend to tell a friend. Currently, we're only on Spotify, I believe, because Spotify jacked us up. So you can find us on Spotify. We're still working on getting on the other platforms again. Um, and make sure you're following our IG page at can I underscore say something. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye.